Goff's three minutes. Your story. Cause knowledge is. We can run faster than their bullets. They can't stop us all. Let's see them aliens. And with that Facebook event announcement began a new generation's fascination with Area 51. Now for the sake of academia, I'm not going to delve too deep into the conspiracies. That's another rabbit hole for you to travel down on your own. In 1950, the Atomic Energy Commission chose the Tonopah Bombing Range in the Nevada desert as its new bombing range and renamed it the Nevada Training and Testing Range. Well, this area was used through both world wars as a test bombing range due to the salt flat of Groom Lake being very smooth and remote from the public. In 1950, they start testing nuclear devices there. And inside this test range lies Area 51. Now, Area 51 gets its name from a map that was created by the aforementioned Atomic Energy Commission, a federal agency created in 1946 by President Truman to oversee nuclear development, research, and use. The commission simply gridded off a map of their new testing and bombing range and gave each square a number. The gridded square number 51 would go on in 1955 to become an Air Force installation and runway named Homey Airport or Groom Lake. Super anticlimactic, I know. Most of what we know about Area 51, aside from all the conspiracy talk, comes from a redacted CIA report acquired in June 2013 after a Freedom of Information Act request was filed nearly a decade earlier. This is the first time the government publicly acknowledges that Area 51 even exists. In the heavily redacted report, we glean that the Air Force acquired the site in 1955 to begin developing and testing the Lockheed U-2 spy plane. During this time, the U-2 would fly at heights of up to 60,000 feet, while civilian aircraft were only reaching altitudes of around 20,000. Through the 1950s, many citizens reported sightings of unidentified flying objects in the evening sky. Many attribute these sightings to be that of the U-2, flying high with the glare of the sun glinting off the unusually shaped fuselage of the U-2. Now, go Google image the U-2 and you'll definitely see it as a unique outline that would definitely be a sight to behold and maybe even unidentifiable. While conspiracy theories abound, one of the most popular involves an incident dating back to 1947 in Roswell, New Mexico. The government's line is a weather balloon crashed there while acquiring data. And while this seems reasonable, conspiracy theorists in the 1970s revisit the incident to say the remains of an alien aircraft and its crew were kept at Area 51. In 1989, Bob Lazar, a nuclear scientist working at Area 51, came out and claimed he had worked on reverse engineering alien propulsion technology, going as far as to say the installation had at least nine alien aircraft they were working on. Now this seems crazy, but I gotta say, I listened to him in a view on Rogan, and I watched a Netflix documentary about him, and both, both of those led me to believe the guy seems fairly intelligent and legitimately believes in what he's saying. So while the government is fairly silent on many of the rumors, only fueling conspiracy theorists that they are getting close to the truth, they did create Project Blue Book to look into the UFOs and their danger of being a threat to national defense. Since its inception, Area 51 has been home to a variety of prototype and experimental aircraft and weaponry. Presently, the installation boasts a 2.3 mile runway and an estimated workforce of 1,500 people. 
These employees travel every day to McCarran Airport in Las Vegas and take a shuttle jet out to Groom Lake to work, returning in the evening. Today, it is highly secured, with fencing, patrolling guards, and warning signs of lethal force being used on trespassers. Air Force pilots not assigned to Groom Lake can even be disciplined for flying over their airspace. So in the event you decide to go see them aliens, heads up. You may just want to strap on your tinfoil hat and watch from afar because the government has stated they can and will use deadly force if necessary. But keep your eyes open, kids, because if the X-Files has taught us anything, the truth is out there. Class dismissed. This podcast written, produced, and narrated by Isaac Goff in wild, wonderful Ward County, West Virginia. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. <laughs>